welcome to the first episode of Life in Digital, the US edition. Each month, Sphere's VP of North America, Dan Bolter, will be speaking to leaders in business across America about their experiences and how their businesses are navigating the ever-changing digital landscape. In our first episode, we are proud to be hosting Todd Crawford, VP of Strategic Initiatives and co-founder of Impact.com. Todd and Dan discuss the partnership economy, micro-influencers, and the opportunity presented by the fact that 49% of consumers today depend on influencer recommendations to make purchasing decisions. We hope you will enjoy. Thank you for joining today. Uh, I'm excited for you to be the first guest here on Sphere USA's digital podcast. So thank you very much for joining and and I'm really excited to find out more about impact.com and of course the the partnership economy. So what would be great for our listeners is first to please introduce yourself uh, and maybe tell us a bit about you before we get stuck in. Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Uh, My name is Todd Crawford and I'm Vice President of Strategic Initiatives and co-founder at impact.com. I've been in the partnership industry since 1998 um, when I helped um, co-found or or helped to start up the first, I guess, affiliate network, global affiliate network. So yeah, I've been uh, doing the same thing for a very long time. (laughs) You've been around the block. (laughs) That sounds Mm -hmm. great. Well, perfect. Well, as I said, really thank you for joining. And I think what would be great, of course, at the start is just to find out a bit about impact.com. And maybe if you could tell us what's unique about your offering, that would be great. Yeah, so we're the world's leading partnership management platform. And we're really helping transform the way businesses create and manage all types of partnerships. Um, When you think of partnerships, think of, uh, you know, I guess, traditional affiliate type partnerships. Uh, influencers and creators, uh, B2B type partnerships, commerce content publishers. It's, it's The good thing is it's kind of, you can make it what you want depending on your business. And what's unique about Impact is we are global. So we help companies and, and partners work together all over the globe. And our software is really key in in enabling these partnerships. So we have the ability to discover partnerships. Uh, We have the ability to onboard them and contract with them through the software. You get um, tracking and reporting, as well as payment processing to the partners based on how you're setting up your contracts. And I mean, we work with some of the greatest brands, you know, in the world, um, Walmart, Uber, Shopify, Lenovo, L'Oreal, Fanatics, Levi's, I mean, thousands of brands. So it's, it's been really exciting, um, you know, getting to work with such brands and their partners, because you, you really see the impact it has on their business. Uh, yeah, and there's some fantastic names in there. So that, that's really impressive. Okay, cool. Well, do you mind telling us a bit then about the partnership economy then? Yeah, it's, um, it's something I think we're, we're really driving and, and, and helping to create. Uh, I think it, it's an evolution or a consolidation, however you want to look at it, mm-hmm. of other types of, of partnerships that have been around a little bit longer. And you know, a lot of companies, um, they've historically done sales and marketing, right? And that's, that, that's their, their two levers that they use to, to drive growth. And I always kind of think of like the C-suite, their job is to drive shareholder value. So 
you know, you have sales and marketing. Well, what else? And I think partnerships really help, um, you know, give them that third lever to, to grow their business. So as I said earlier, partnerships can, can be exactly what a brand wants them to be. Um, some businesses that we work with are strictly doing B2B type partnerships, very niche and exclusive. Um, others are focused solely on affiliate marketing. Um, and some have um, included content creators, content commerce publishers, and, and other unique partnerships that they've um, crafted themselves. And so this, this partnership economy is really just that capsule that holds all this, right, and, and allows for growth. Um, because what it is today will be much bigger and different tomorrow. Um, you know, just looking at influencers, it's estimated to rise to over $4 billion in, wow. in spend to influencers. So, you know, that's just this year. And uh, Forrester did a, a study and found that, you know, companies with mature partnership programs are seeing an average return of 28% of their revenues through just wow. that channel. So it's very meaningful. And I think as more and more companies learn about it, uh, it it's being quickly embraced because it, it gives you a competitive advantage and it gives you an opportunity that uh, to do things that you can't do with traditional marketing and sales. And uh, the other cool thing is to plug a book is our CEO, Dave Ivano, um, actually did author a book, The Partnership Economy. So you can get it wherever you get your favorite by wherever you like to buy your books it's, it's a real book <laughs> and we'll send a link to that after this i'm sure for our listeners so that's a great plug there and four billion i mean that's that's uh pretty massive in this space so yeah that, that sounds great well i know you mentioned of course some of the the bigger brands you work with then like like levi's but how does impact.com you know benefit the micro influencers and, and and the smaller businesses then yeah i mean the the, the key here with the partnership economy in general is kind of a relationship with the consumer that's different that you would never have through advertising. You don't have a relationship with a consumer through display or programmatic or search, right? Um, it's almost something that consumers want to ignore. And what partnerships do is they create a relationship with the consumer through a partner that they trust, an influencer, um, you know, if you go to Forbes or CNN Underscored or uh, Wired Magazine, there's sites like that that are writing product recommendations and reviews, gift guides, and consumers trust that information. They trust the advice of people that have tried products and are recommending them. And so that's a completely different relationship. And for micro-influencers, you know, I think everybody, when they think of being an influencer, they want to be, you know, like a sports star or musician that gets paid, you know, five, six, seven figures to, you know, tweet or, or to an Instagram post. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you're a micro influencer, it's hard to demand those kind of fees. So, uh, and likewise with affiliates, a lot of companies get their start taking performance-based deals where they get a percent of the revenue that they drive. So it gives micro-influencers a lot of opportunity to earn money and kind of shop around for brands that match, that have products or services that match what their audience would like or what they like to review. 
or talk about. And with smaller brands, <clears throat> again, um, going in and doing programmatic in search is very expensive and it's high risk because you're buying impressions or buying clicks that may never convert to revenue. Mm. And so working with partners, most of those deals are done uh, traditionally on a performance basis. So the, the, the business is only having to pay when they get revenue and they just share wow. a percentage of that. So I think it's, it's a really great um, you know, system for, mm. for, for both sides um, because as you grow and become a bigger influencer, I mean, you could become big enough to where you don't take performance deals anymore. But mm. the one thing I would say about a performance deal versus you know, just pay per post is there's kind of that evergreen, a lot of this mm -hmm. content that gets created indexes well organically in the search engines. And so you see a lot of um, consumers finding these articles weeks, months, even years later and reading them. And those links are still active and will earn revenue. So there's a little bit of trade-off there. Do you want to get all your money up front? Mm -hmm. And some deals are done in a hybrid basis as well. So um, maybe a little upfront for creating the content and then the ongoing revenue share. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's key for small businesses uh, to, to get into the space because the alternative is, is risky and uh, requires a lot yeah. of budget and expertise. Yeah, no, that sounds great. And having the flexibility on how to do that, that, that works really well too. So no, that's great. And and I know influencer marketing, of course, as an industry, look, it's, it's been around a while, of course. So, how do you guys stay relevant with that industry constantly evolving? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you have brands trying new things. You have mm -hmm. content creators trying new things. You have the platforms trying new things and you have new platforms emerging all the time. So it is very, yeah. very dynamic. And but because we're in the middle of it all, you know, we see it as well. And so we know what's working and what people want. And we're constantly working with the platforms and their APIs and listening to influencers and listening to brands to make sure that, you know, we're kind of all the, the infrastructure that helps wire it all together. So, um, you know, we're, we're always looking uh, to stay ahead there and to, to, you know, make it, the idea is to make it as easy for two parties to work together as possible. You know, the least amount of friction to sign up on impact. If you're a creator, um, we're just getting ready to launch a mobile app. So a lot of content creators are actually more comfortable using their phone to find the brand, get the contract, but then get the links, find the products and get the links right through their phone that they can then share into social media into another app on their phone. So um, we have that coming out um, this year and that, that'll be really helpful. Plus they can get their stats and see their earnings as well. So um, yeah, I mean, we're always, always, you know, you gotta just keep up. Because it's nothing, yeah. nothing slowing down and nobody's waiting. <laughs> Especially in this industry. And a mobile app coming out will be will be great. Do you say that's later this year? Is that hoping to come out? Yeah, it's I've seen mock-ups of it. So I know it's getting okay. close. So when they nice. when they dare to show me the mock-ups, it means it's very close <laughs> to getting shipped out. It must be. Well, that sounds really great. So uh, I guess I mean obviously partnerships, that side of it is is, is of course interesting, but how does then impact.com value authenticity within that? Yeah, and I, I, this touched on something I mentioned earlier, but if you look at the mm -hmm. statistics, um, consumers, when they're surveyed, 96% of consumers today don't trust traditional advertising. I think a lot of that came from um, 
uh, you know, programmatic where you, you see an ad and then suddenly you see it somewhere else and somewhere else, or you think you said something in a room and your phone overheard you and now you're seeing ads. And so yeah. consumers have a lot of distrust. And, and as I said earlier, I don't think you can build a relationship through advertising with a consumer very easily, not without spending a lot of money. And I think that works more in television. But, um, and, and the other thing is one in four internet users uh, have an ad blocker. So your ads aren't even being seen by 25% of your potential customers. So, you know, when you look at partnerships and the authenticity that they can create with the consumer, the trust they have with the consumer, that's really where you can benefit from these types of um, partnerships. Um, like I said, if I'm reviewing, you know, chef knives uh, and you're selling chef knives, uh, my recommendations go a long way to my readers. And, uh, and most publishers today have, you know, a blog where they're posting these into YouTube and then they're posting into social media that they just posted a YouTube video or a blog. So, um, you know, there's multiple touch points that happen here. And, mm. uh, you know, you can test this yourself, whatever you're interested in buying, just type in best or top five, whatever it is, electric bikes, chef knives, yeah. uh, you know, and, and you'll see that organic listings are almost exclusively publishers, content yeah. creators, um, and not advertisers. The mm. advertisers are the ones buying the paid search, but the mm. organic is all the content that consumers really want and value. And I think the search engines realize that they need to give the consumers what they want. That's the best user experience. So, you know, authenticity is really key here and, and trust. And I think there's nothing more that a brand would rather have, right. Uh, than cold, you know, uh, hard ads, right. That's just yeah. not, not the same. Not that there's, yeah. I mean, you know, you still need to do advertising. I'm not saying you can stop <laughs> doing advertising, but it's certainly, um, you know, like I said, kind of that third leg. In partnership with it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And yeah, there's interesting, especially that 96%, I guess people do look to trust other people, don't they? And, and if you can leverage that as opposed to, you know, a, a marketing ad, no, that makes, makes real sense. So I, I guess within this then, so are influencer partnerships really profitable then? Yeah, I think it comes down to measuring, you know, earlier influencer partnerships were measured by, you know, the social signals, how many people, uh, followers uh, an influencer has, how many likes, how many shares, how many comments. Um, those were the kind of the things that people valued, which is really more on the uh, branding and display side. Mm. And a lot of companies still take that approach to influencers, or they kind of have a uh, a two-sided influencer strategy. So they have kind of a, a PR slash branding, and then they have, um, you know, more performance-based. And so that's where the, the micro influencers can really come into play. And uh, the good thing about um, performance-based um, mm -hmm. is if I say I'm going to pay you uh, 10%, uh, then my return on ad spend is ten dollars right mm. it's ten to one so um it's you, you, there's no risk whereas if i if i do pay an influencer ten thousand dollars there's no guarantee i'm going to get a hundred thousand dollars in revenue right i mean mm. it may happen 
but there's no guarantee. With performance base, it's guaranteed that your, your return is up front. Um, you know, if you are paying some hybrid, you know, where you might pay five hundred or a thousand dollars or something like that, plus ten percent or five percent or whatever your your um, kind of margins allow, um, you're gonna you're gonna still assume low risk and, and the profitability there is, is that's where impact helps because you're kind of hurting cats you know you're not working with one or two large influencers you're potentially working with dozens or even hundreds of smaller influencers so you need a tool that allows you to identify them and even have like a crm so the way i think about influencers is you're kind of creating a bench of of influencers that maybe have different um strengths or characteristics about them. So with our CRM capabilities, you can tag those publishers and those creators with things that they're really good at, maybe kitchen or um, cooking or um, utensils or appliances, right? And so when it comes time to do a new product launch, you then can kind of go to a subset of publishers you worked with in the past that you know are strong based on previous um, you know, performance and experience. So, I mean, I, I definitely think they're profitable. It's just a matter of having the right tools and the right people to, to do it correctly. You can easily yeah. fail at it and it won't be profitable for sure. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. So that makes sense. Okay, cool. Well, well I guess my next question then is, that, so how is impact.com influencing positive growth? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of learnings that have happened. So if you're coming in, not late to the game, but you're getting into the game, you're being more serious about influencers or partnerships in general, affiliates, B2B partnerships, whatever you know is important to your business, the tools that we built help kind of automate a lot of that and simplify things, right? So how do I know that an influencer you know, posted something? How do I get the social signals on that? How do I see the performance of it? How do I track that? How do I you know, even put together a contract and get them to accept it? And then how do I pay them? So a lot of the workflows, you know, I always say that there's kind of two parts to managing partnerships. There's administrative tasks and there's revenue generating tasks. Revenue generating tasks are really building relationships with your partners, having conversations, telling them what you're interested in, what you're looking for, learning about what they're good at, what's work, what other brands that they've worked with and how it's worked out well. Those kind of conversations are invaluable to putting the deal together and, and having that kind of um, good feeling that it's going to work, right? And so, you know, we're looking to automate as much of the administrative and simplify that as much as possible to give you as much time to do those revenue generating tasks, building relationships with influencers, because there's other people talking to the influencers too, right? And so the better your relationship, the better the performance, the more money they've made from you, um, you know, the more they're there for you as well. And the, and the more you're going to want to rely on them. So I think, you know, the positive growth is, is that it's getting easier, right? And when things get easier, less friction, more things happen. And, and you see, you know, that accelerated growth. Great. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Great then. Okay, cool. Well, I guess kind of a final question really here for you then, Todd. So what do partnerships now look like in the future with impact.com? What, what would you say there? Well, 
as I said at the beginning here, I've been doing this since 1998. And um, it really started in just the bare bones affiliate world. And today what's going on in this industry is so exciting. I have, I personally have never been more excited about Mm -hmm. all the moving pieces, all the potential and all the results that people are seeing. And I think, you know, the future of partnerships is infinite. It, it, five, 10 years ago, we would barely be talking about influencers and, and we certainly wouldn't have been talking about B2B partnerships the way they are happening now. And I think you know, what we started seeing early on was brands bringing partnerships onto our platform that was initially built for affiliate. Um, and you start to realize, well, if you know Ticketmaster wants to empower Spotify to list all the tour dates of an artist and have those all be one click open the Ticketmaster app and buy a ticket that Spotify is not an affiliate they're not looking to sign up and and promote other brands right so Mm. this is a unique partnership that is getting tracked or powered through impact Uh, we started seeing that over and over by certain brands and when you see them doing this you you know it's kind of a secret. Nobody knows it's happening, but we could see it. And so we started evangelizing that and we started enhancing our software to, to make it easier to put any kind of partnership on here, um, private partnerships or working with, you know, uh, a, a publisher that, that, that works with thousands of brands, right? Because that, that's their business model. So I think, you know, the future is just so wide open for partnerships. I, I feel like um, the more success brands have the more easier it's going to be for other brands you know what i mean it's kind of like the roads are getting paved uh that were before jungle and no one can penetrate them and it takes a brand to do it and uh once they've done it another brand can come in a little easier and easier and easier and i think five to ten years from now you know partnerships are going to be for most brands 50 percent of of their strategy of the, the revenue that they're wow. getting wow so exciting times ahead for sure and of course have you been in the industry since 98 and obviously this is the most excited you've been i mean there's big things happening in the industry that that's great to hear well look i mean th- thank you so much for that Todd. I, I really appreciate it it's been so great to hear more about impact.com and of course the influence and, and partnership uh, economy there so i really appreciate your time thank you very much hey it was a pleasure i really appreciate it as well A massive thank you to Todd for being our first ever guest on the US edition and for Dan for hosting his first ever episode. We hope you will join us each month as we dive into more depth about life in digital. 